Speaking of a developing story, uh, this one in the last 24 hours went from simmer to boil, and that is the dispute between CUPE-represented educational workers, 55,000 of them, and the government, the Ford administration. Joining me now is the president of that CUPE unit, Laura Walton. Laura Walton, welcome back to More in the Morning. Thanks for having me back, and All happy right. Halloween. Thank you. All right, so having slept on it, presumably, and woken up this morning, uh, how do you see things? Well, you know, I think I see things the same way I did when I went to bed last night. Uh, we have a situation where we have a government that is really overstepping and using their powers in a way that no one thinks is rational. Uh, you know, instead of, you know, we came back to the table yesterday, they called and said, we want to talk. We came back and, you know, thought, okay, in good faith, here we come. And as we sat down, we are handed basically an ultimatum. Either do this or we legislate. Okay. That's well, hold on a sec. You were, but you were also given a sweetened deal. Is it not sweet enough to ask your members if um, it's good enough? It's a nickel. It is not a sweetened deal in any way, shape, or form. Uh, there's concessions on there to their short-term uh, disability plan. There is no additional services nor any service protection for families and students. That's just not adequate in today's situation. Our schools need more services. They don't need less. And then the pittance, uh, you know, they went up 0.5%. Um, it really works out to, you know, a few pennies more for a group right. of people that are already at the poverty line. Although they did expand the definition of the cohort that would be eligible for a, a bigger pay increase. Yeah, they expanded it by $3,000 and put it up a few pennies. Yeah. How many more people would that include? Uh, they take it from 39000 to 43000 How many more people in it's your membership? Actually, it's actually very confusing, and we're going back to the table today to seek out some information about it, because it isn't as clear as, oh, anyone under 43000 It actually says anyone under 43000 or whose top grid rate is this. So it actually could mean that it excludes more people from that two percent than we actually know uh and we just we need to get some time uh with uh, mr kaplan today and have him get some clarification because it actually appears that it actually may hurt folks more than what we originally thought we're in conversation with um laura walton president of qp's ontario school board council of unions um the, the education minister on our airwaves has expressed a concern that this is sort of pattern bargaining so whatever they offer you, if they get more generous, they're going to have to give to everybody else. Is there any level of coordination between the various education unions? Well, absolutely. And I think that that is kind of an interesting thing for him to say, because it does this stand to reason that if he legislates us, he's automatically going to legislate every other education worker as well? Um, and I think what this government also fails to see is not everything has to be pattern bargaining. He actually has the ability to make that change right now. And we would encourage him to make that change right now. He actually is able to say, this is what we need to give for education workers. This is what we need to do for teachers. It isn't it, it isn't a mandate that it has to be pattern bargaining. That's a choice. Are you prepared to go out on an illegal strike? 
Well, I think that will come down to what the workers are prepared to do. I think, but what should be concerning more than a legal strike or a, you know, any sort of immediate thing is the actual labor loss that I am truly fearful is going to happen. I have had so many workers tell me that if they do not get a real wage increase, they will have to leave the school board sector because they cannot afford to stay here any longer. And the loss of professionalism that's going to happen because of that is just extremely scary. As a mom, it scares me. We already have school boards that are hiring unqualified people because they can't get qualified people. And to have those qualified people leave now Um, I think it's very dangerous um, and something that this minister should be considering. We see the mass exodus of labor in health care. We cannot afford to see the same exodus in education. In illegal walkouts, if I can pursue the line of reasoning, the punishment is usually fines, and then the union has to decide if they're willing to spend on the fines. Do you have a reserve such that you would be prepared to pay fines for an illegal walkout? What I can tell you is that I'm a proud member of the Canadian Union of Public Employees, which is the largest public union in all of Canada. And we have the full backing of our our union to, you know, proceed as we need to, including, uh, you know, charter challenges, including, you know, taking this government to court. I think it would be wise for this government to remember that the Liberal government did this to us to us once already, and it was found to be a violation of the workers' charter rights. Uh, for a government that campaigned on working for workers, better jobs and bigger paychecks, it's become very clear this morning that those were just empty campaign promises. Well, here's hoping that you guys can come to a deal, because I think most people would just like to motor on. I'm sure your workers would prefer just to be working on. We absolutely would just like to be able to do the jobs that we love and know that we have a decent paycheck that's going to pay bills and keep roofs over our heads. Thank you. That's what we want. Thank you for this. Okay.